Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Yar Swift. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what up, RG? Hey, yo, what's up? It's your girl, Erica Mason, a.k.a. Miss Pretty and Radical. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy, Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. Bones Jones passed not one, but two fight night tests. Well, three if you include fighting Gus. But the two tests that I'm speaking of are the drug tests that he passed. One for Vida and one for USADA. If you can't pass a doping test when you know it's going to be a test, that's just bad business. But this is John Jones we're talking about. And he did test positive the last time he fought DC and that was the fight night test as well as he tested positive just a couple days before UFC 200 so I guess you gotta put this one in the win column for Mr. Jones well 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 looks like Usman got the shot after all so night just stand up but whew, I'm torn I'm torn because Tyron is from the loop I'm from the loop and yeah how can I go against somebody from the loop even though Usman is Nigerian but you know it's, it's just gonna be wonderful it's gonna be absolutely wonderful and I'm glad for his sake that it happened uh, sorry that Kobe Covington got the shaft and he's been talking a whole lot of head about it calling Dana White all kinds of names and all kind of craziness but this is what happens when you play games with Dana White you play around with when you can and cannot or will or will not have a fight and you wind up on the outside looking in Willie and Usman are scheduled they signed on a dotted line it's a done deal they are going to fight at UFC 235 in Las Vegas Nevada but that's not the headline. This card is so stacked with potential fights. The headliner is John Bones Jones. That's right, the man who passed the two tests, well, the three tests that we just talked about. And he is going to be fighting somebody that he's been going back and forth with in recent interviews not DC no not DC DC's uh, staying in heavyweight staying in heavyweight to fight 
Brock Lesnar, who, by the way, has not paid a quarter of a million dollars that he still owes the state of Nevada. So we'll see what happens with that. But no, he's not fighting him. Nor is he fighting Luke Rockhold, DC's teammate and good friend who said, I'm coming to lightweight and I'm coming to take your head off, John. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know who you're messing with. He's not fighting him either. He's going to fight Anthony Lionheart Smith for the light heavyweight title pending approval by Nevada State Athletic Commission because Jones still has a date with them to ensure that all is well and on the up and up. So he gets cleared. That's the fight that's going to be made. I already told you about Tyron Woodley and Kamadu Usman. That's for the welterweight title. On this card, woo-hoo, I'm telling you, it this just makes no sense. This card is so stacked. You got Funky Ben Askren making his UFC debut versus Ruthless Robbie Lawler, the man who Tyron took the title from. You got former bantamweight champion. Holly, the preacher daughter's home, taking on Aspen Lad with a win. She will more than likely face Amanda Nunez for the bantamweight title. You got Zabit Megamir Sheripoff taking on Jeremy Lil Heathen Stevens. Tisha, the tiny tornado Torres versus Whaley Shane. Mickey Gall, who is a star from Dana White's looking for a fight the man who bust the bubble of CM Punk he's fighting Diego the Nightmare Sanchez the only man still left standing from tough one then you have another tough champion recent featherweight champion Macy Chazon taking on Gina Danger Mazzani at Bantamweight Misha Serkinov taking on OSP Thomas Almeida taking on Marlon Vera, former bantamweight champ Cody Garbrandt fighting Pedro Munoz. This is an embarrassment of riches, and it doesn't stop there. The UFC is capitalizing on the publicity that Pollyanna Vienna got this week. Man, she beat the brakes off of a would-be mugger when he tried to steal her phone outside her house. It was so bad that he encouraged her to use that same phone to call the cops so he wouldn't beat him anymore or so she wouldn't beat him anymore. Now she's paired with the tough 8-3 and three Hannah Siffers on that card. If you want to see the beating that she put on this man. In the reports that I read, she said she pretty much hit him with a one-two and a kick, but man. If she did all of that with three strikes, ooh, that, that's not good. It's not good. You can see the picture of the aftermath, uh, pardon the pun. You can see that on all of our social sites. So uh, that's MTNV Sports on everything, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The UFC, though, man, they kept the party going with the strawweight matches. First fight announced for the UFC's return to the city of brotherly love is the karate hottie, Michelle Waterson, 
versus Cool Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Oh, oh, man. Oh. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I love both of these fighters. And, okay, yeah, they're easy on the eyes, but that's not why I love them. I love them because they are highly skilled and talented martial artists. If this is not the main event, oh, it's definitely going to be the Voices Marquee matchup. Oh, but the matchmakers weren't done. The biggest fight that could be made at Strawway got made, and it's slated to take place at UFC 237 in Brazil. Thug Rose Nama Yunus, the queen of the strawweights, returns to action to defend her crown versus Jessica Andrade on May 11th. It'll, it will have been a year since she fought when she fights in May because the last time she fought was at uh, UFC 223, I believe, uh, in Brooklyn when Connor went bananas and that was back in April so it'll be a full year since she fought and she's taking on a surging heavy hitting Jessica Andrade Woo, that's gonna be a fight y'all there are no fights this week you know so I'm glad that all the things that have happened have happened because it's been a great great off week and Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby decided since it's an off week since and we got some fights done let's sign some fighters too in a scrum with ESPN Joseph Benavidez said that he inked a four fight deal to stay with the UFC for get this flyweight the flyweight division the division that supposedly left the building when DJ went to one championship Joe's fighting on the maiden voyage for the UFC on ESPN Plus. And if he wins that fight, it's highly likely that he'll face the winner of the main event on that card, which is TJ Dillashaw taking on Henry Cejudo for Cejudo's flyweight title. Here's what makes that fight super interesting. Joseph Benavidez has history with both people. Jiu-Jitsu was the last person to defeat Henry Cejudo. And he was a longtime training partner of TJ Dillashaw at Team Alpha Hill. So either way it goes, a win and you got a fight on your hands with history and all the makings of a phenomenal, phenomenal affair. Joseph Benavidez in the past couple years has only lost really to Demetrius Johnson I want to say that Sergio Pettis edged him out in one fight but he didn't really win that fight They, he didn't win that fight I love Serge but he didn't win that fight Joe wins this fight oh man he very well may be who the UFC wanted him to be in the first place which was the king of the flyweight division Rich Child said look I'm making some moves too uh, Mick and Sean you all are the only matchmakers out there signing people Bellator 
sign yet another Missouri Tiger. Yeah, those Mizzou Tigers are taking their talents to Bellator. This one at middleweight. And it's the undefeated Johnny Elvin who inked an exclusive multi-fight deal with Bellator. He trains out of ATT, but all four of his fights have been for the Missouri-based Shamrock Fighting Championship. Alright, to close out headlines and hot takes, I got some more Bellator news. TMZ caught up with Tito Ortiz, who only in a way that Tito can share the status of his MMA career. He retired right after his fight in November for Golden Boy MMA, where he was able to avenge the two losses that he had to Chuck Liddell with a resounding knockout in that fight. To quote the Huntington Beach bad boy, because, well, let me go back. Recently, Chill Sun has been calling him out on some stuff. So here's what Tito had to say. He started it as Chuck started it. And Chuck only lasted, what, four and a half minutes? He called me out, man. I'm going to stay in retirement. I'm still going to stay retired. And I'm going to smash Chill. I'm not going to choke him. I'm not going to submit him. I'm going to smash him. I'll put on a show for every one of the fans. That's what I'm going to do. Tito. Tito. Bravo, Tito. No one else could say what you said like you said it. Tito said, I'm retired and I'm staying retired and I'm fighting Chell Sonny. I'm retired. Again, nobody can say it like Tito. It's who you are, and we love you for it. Supposedly, Bellator has already got some things in the works regarding this fight. Tito would like to fight at Madison Square Garden. Will the UFC, oh, not the UFC, will Bellator go back there and pay the bill for that? We'll see. Will it be on the zone? More than likely. All right, that does it, fight fans, for headlines and hot takes up next let's have some sweet science conversation in the old one too mike check one two one two it's your man jay kills representing my team my voice and i'm the host of the number one sports show on the planet star talk where we talk everything about your team, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, every Saturday night right here on Anchor, my team, my voice. All right, fight fans, time for the old one, too. The Cincinnati bad boy is living up to his moniker. Adrian Broner is out here in these streets being a problem especially for the ladies in two states he's got two cases two different ladies same charge sexual misconduct in the era of the me too movement you're not getting away with the boys being boys kind of behavior in cleveland he's being accused of throwing himself on top of a lady in the club and forcing her to kiss him in Atlanta, he's being charged with groping a lady at the mall. Accomplishments do not give you the right to do whatever you want to whoever you want to. 
Could this be a ploy for extortion? Maybe. The fact that it's two separate charges about four months apart in two different regions, though, that does not bode well for Broner. If these are true, I pray, and I'm serious, y'all, I'm praying for them. I pray that Adrian Broner gets some professional help because he's destroying people's lives with this kind of behavior. I pray that justice is served and more importantly, that the victims get the healing that they need. These ladies were assaulted, treated like meat and just toys and objects, not real people who live and breathe and should be treated with dignity. That kind of behavior can impact generations of people due to how the victims are able or worse, unable to process these assaults. Moving on to some lighter news. Tyson Fury is getting ready for a fight. But against whom? We don't know. He's angling for a rematch with Wilder. That fight's been ordered by the WBC, but no date or venue has been chosen as of yet. Rocky taught us in Creed that the fight begins long before the combatants make it to the ring. The first fight for this rematch may be between the promoters to get the right price in place to make it happen. And if you read between the lines of what Fury's trainer Ben Davidson has been saying, they're not looking for just any fight that's not going to be worth Fury's time and efforts. So you can put two and two together and see that it's trying to add up to maybe some more zeros or at least some more numbers within uh, those seven commas, or I should say those seven figures that Fury gave away to charity last time. When I give the fight card for the old one too, I keep the broadcasted fight so you know just where to go to see the Fist of Cups. That's why I'm skipping the fights on Saturday this week. But on Friday, January 11th, from Shreveport, Louisiana, on Showtime, you have 19-year-old sensation Devin Haney fighting a South African brother whose name I refuse to massacre. That's going to be a 10-round lightweight fight. Uh, we'll see whether all the hype behind the dream Haney, uh, who has been seen cavorting with Black China, uh, if he's able to live up to it. Or if the brother from South Africa can put a stop to the hype train. Also on this card, you got eight rounds of a featherweight battle of the Rubens. As Ruben Villa takes on Ruben Severa. And there's another eight rounder. This time, though, it's a heavyweight. When Frank Sanchez Fare faces Willie Jake Jr. Sunday, coming from the City of Angels on Fox Sports 1, number three IBF super middleweight champ, Jose Uzcatagui defends his title versus Caleb Plant. And if it's a title fight, you know it's 12 rounds. Also on that card, you've got Guillermo Rigondeaux 
number one ranked junior featherweight in the world taking on Giovanni Delgado like I said Rigan is the number one junior featherweight so that's where it's contested and that's an eight round fight let's step out the square circle now and on the other side I'll bring you the official results What's up, guys? John here, coming at you, representing Tinseltown, La La Land itself. That's right. It's L.A. Confidential, bringing you the newest Laker podcast, up-to-date game breakdown, up-to-date game analysis, what is scenarios, outlooks for the season, whatever it is. If it's Lakers, I'm bringing it on the MTMV Sports Podcast Network, trying to start your week off right every Monday with L.A. Confidential. Thank you. Come hang out. Hey, yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, a.k.a. Boopy, and you listening to MTMV Sports Scat. Fight fans, thank you so much for rocking with me. 73 weeks, 73 episodes, and many, many more to come. If the Lord says the same, I'll be back at it again next week. I am so glad we got some boxing this week because I was fiending for some fights last week. Now, next week, we got a full slate of fights starting with the first zone card of the year and closing out with the first ESPN Plus card ever. Josh Musel and I are scheduled to do our year-end aftermath. So look for that next weekend. How can you get that and all the MTMV sports coverage that you know and you love? Our podcast get released first via Anchor.fm. If you like me, you listen on Apple Podcasts. So we ask that you subscribe there and please leave us a review. It helps other people with knowing that we're out here providing you with the best information from informed fans sharing what we love about sports salute to our sponsor pocket cast which you can use to listen to mtmv sports and all your favorite podcasts over 500 million of them via iphone or on android if you like spotify for your listening pleasure we got you what about stitcher we got you there too Tune in radio, yeah, we're there too. Wherever you listen to podcasts, all of the major platforms, we got you. Don't forget, if you want your voice to be heard, call the MTMV Sports sideline and leave a message. That number is 470-228-MTMV. Again, it's 470-228-MTMV. Oh, that's 6868. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. Until next time, it's your man, the voice, host of the MTMV main card, and I'm sounding off. Mm-hmm.